about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshukba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. So we've been speaking on Wednesdays about the prerequisites of lasting relationships. What, what are the things that you can do to make relationships last? And the first thing we spoke about was from singleness to greatness. How in the book of Genesis that God created man and man was whole, not half a body. It's not when you link up with someone that you become whole. If you're not whole before you link up, you're never going to be whole while you linked up. Um, and, and Genesis 2:18, Genesis 22 to 22:24 says, "Then the Lord God said, "It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him." And the rib that the Lord had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. But also an addendum to that was we used also the book of Genesis and chapter 26 and verse 1 to 28 about how exactly did Isaac marry? How did he form a lasting relationship? And we found out that from his father Abraham, who was blessed in age, money and influence, yet he trusted God with all his heart and not his money and not his age and not his influence. He was not leaning on his own understanding to choose a wife for his son, uh, but however, he didn't sit back to wait for Isaac's uh, wife to be lowered down from the sky with angels singing. No, he, he knew he was not going to be a carnal matchmaker, but he will exercise his faith and his dependence upon God. And we went through a whole plethora of things of uh, what you need to do when you're waiting on God. And we found out that the activity of Abraham brought the activity of the searching of Eliezer, his servant. And we saw three principles there. I'm just quickly going over what we did that he waited, he watched, and he worked. You have to wait for the right time, you have to watch for the right person, and then you have to go to work. And then we now started to say, okay, there are three prerequisites or three things that you need to realize or do um, to go from singleness to greatness. And the first thing I said is let God start it. Uh, Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Without the help of God, it is useless to build a home or guard a city. If God does not orchestrate it, then he can control it. And I know this thing, I've just said it flippantly, is because I'm trying not to go over what I've taught already. You can pick that up on, the, on our podcast. But if God doesn't orchestrate it, he can control it. Good ideas is not equal to a God idea. And except God is in the relationship, you have nothing left. And we, did, we spoke about what do you make your choices on. And I said make choices based on three C's. One was what? Character. 
two was based on conviction and three was based on capacity i hope you can remember these things uh, then i went further on to say that there are some deadly mistakes that almost all singles make or are making in a desperate attempt to meet and settle down with their godly spouse and the first mistake is one having idols in your heart one two three four five six seven these are the things i'm looking at number two i said ignoring your vehicle of destiny god has given you something that he loves you to do and it's in the process of you doing it that he can bring the person to you you could be a good singer god can bless you with a gift but if you're still sitting on your gifting and you're feeling i was hurt in the last place i went to say i'm not going to sing anymore you may just truncate your destiny we use many examples just imagine that uh uh, Rebecca was angry with her dad and didn't go out to fetch water that day. She would have missed her destiny. And number three mistake is continue to engage in any form of sex outside marriage. The Bible says she was a virgin. Alright? So that's the first thing. The first thing is you've got to let God start it. Last week we said let God shepherd it. How do I conduct myself in a relationship by God shepherding it? And I said there are three things you need to build upon. One, you need to build up a friendship instead of a fantasy. Number two, I'm trying not to go over these things in depth. Number two, build a safe life than a what? Sex life. Mm -hmm. Oh, some of you are not here. You're here? Okay. Ah, yeah. Where everything is about sex. Everything is about sex. You jump in the sack every single minute. That your whole mind is there. You're not building a safe life. You're building a sex life. And that does not last. And number three, build a dependency on God and not your spouse. Okay? Number three today, and I need to go quickly to this, is so the first one is let God start it. Okay? Number two is let God what? shepherd it and number three i need to give you a test <laughs> uh, and number three that i want to t talk about is let god secure it start shepherd secure oh you understand and when i mean secure so we, i've gone from you being single and you blessing god and being 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 uh uh confident in who you are making good decisions and not waiting for the when and if and the when and then and now we've gone to the fact that okay when god wants to give you a spouse or when you enter into a relationship make sure that the conduct of your relationship is by god but then there's another thing that we also need to understand is don't secure the relationship let god secure it you understand and I need to teach you three things or four things about how you allow God to secure this relationship. Number one is, and I've used the three D's, the three D's, the three things the devil uses. Number one, you've got to demolish fear. When you enter into a relationship, don't be afraid of relationships and marriage. Can I even say this? If you're not ready for marriage, don't date. Why would you use me as, an, a, a, as a guinea pig in your laboratory of knowing which one to go or which one? If you're not ready to date, 
don't get into a relationship. Simple. Don't just say we're just seeing if. How many ifs are you going to see? This is where, this is where we build a sex life instead of a safe life. If you are not ready for dating, don't go into a relationship. Think about it when you have a child and your child is saying, I'm experimenting. What are you experimenting on? Something must be in your form and something must be in the recesses of your heart before you start. And this is the reason why there's a lot of fear that comes into people's life mainly because they are experimenting. Demolish fear. If God is going to secure it, you have to demolish fear. You will not believe how many people are afraid to enter into a relationship or get married because of fear. Fear can kill love. When you are afraid of being betrayed, you don't fully release yourself to love. How do I, what are the three things I need to demolish? Number one, don't fear past failures, either personal or generational. Today's deliverance in some people's life. Many young people doubt that a lifelong marriage is possible. They've seen so much divorce that it now seems normal to them. Don't fear past failures. I failed in the past. That's fine. Learn how to get up. My mom failed. My dad failed. My grandmother failed. My great-grandmother failed. Does that mean that you have now accepted that you're a complete failure in your entire generation? If you fail, your brother or sister will succeed. And you will be shocked that you failed because of fear. Got to get up. Don't fear past failures. Number two, don't also be afraid to call it quits. Mm-hmm. Don't entertain that. If the person is not right for you, let them go. Sometimes, listen to this, we fail to find the right person because we are afraid to call it quits with the wrong one. A pastor friend said this, often the wrong person shows up just before the right one does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, don't, don't be afraid to lose the person because you will end up losing yourself. Yeah? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we always say this, and I know it sounds like a vocal record, but we were in a relationship that wasn't working before we met each other. And if she didn't give it up, and I had given it up already, and she didn't give it up at the time I was really talking to her, and there was this spark going on, if she held on to that, Maybe she would have been successful in that marriage, which, which she doubts. Uh, thank, yeah, and as I said, maybe, but maybe, actually, it wasn't going to happen because, unfortunately, the guy, you know, things happened to him. Um, 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 and I'm not saying this in an evil way, but it's unfortunate. Um, but even if nothing had happened to him, and she had gone on to marry the person. 
she might have been successful but not significant in the life she's touching now. You see the difference? Because many of you think because he has the car and he has the house, this is my safe. God can give you anything at any time because he's God. But staying with the wrong person because you feel that if I lose the person, I lose my life, means that you have an idol in your heart. So don't fear past failures. Don't be afraid to call it quits. Remember, God never closes a door unless he opens a window. Let me give you three reasons why you should quit on a relationship. Number one, you see there's a lot of teaching, so keep looking and not, don't write. Number one, quit when you have done all you know to do. And when I say all you know to do is you need to make sure you've involved the help of other counselors, other therapists, other mentors, and sometimes good family members, not the ones who have failed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's no point in me going to meet my dad and tell my dad, hey, we have a problem going between us. Who is my dad going to side? Actually, having said that, my dad is not even my mentor, not, not my counselor regarding marriage because he's going to side me and if he doesn't side me then I, I probably will reduce the money i'm giving him <laughs> he has to side me however he never does side me to be honest with you and that's the annoyance but he's not i will have to go to someone who has a neutral uh attitude towards us and cause what should be to be my dad has his influence and stuff he's done in my life, but it's not a person I would take my family issues to. Are you following what I'm saying? Neither would my wife take her family issues to her mom. You've got to have mentors. You've got to have even good friends. Not jealous friends. I mean good friends. Friends that would tell you, you are the problem. If you are the problem. Like, like, bro, get, get a grip of yourself. You're the constant. Five have gone, come and gone. You're the constant. Don't you think you have a problem? And the, lady, the girl will say, hey, but you haven't gone out with anyone. Okay, yeah, fine. But you have gone out with five and you're still unsuccessful. There's a problem with you. Yeah. There was a lady who, I, who we, we, uh, a couple we were speaking to this evening, and as they were going, she said, oh, I remember. Just, I, just outside there, when she came to me, Pastor, I'm fed up of this relationship. I put my hands in her nose. You, are, you have a problem. You have a, pro- you have a problem. I got into my car. And when I was going on, the, I called again. I said, you have a problem. You have a... Ma- in fact, deal with this. Uh, is it the right word? I said, you're stupid. You have a problem. And until you deal with this, it's not going to happen. And so what am I going to do? Stick with it. Happily married now. Happily married, just because you have a mentor who will look at you. And I'm not the kind of pastor that will, I, I will pet you, I will love you. Uh, if you need all the loving, emotional care and all that kind of stuff, that's why God created two of us. Go to my wife. But after you finish with my wife, you're still coming to me. So it will be better to come to me first, and then you end up with the care. Because, <laughs> because you need to have people who will tell you exactly the way it is. 
Number two, quit when you cannot see a future in the relationship. When grace expires and you fall out of love, and especially when God says no. Number three, quit when there is a threat to your life. I know you're laughing, but many of you, you keep staying until you're dying. When staying leads to dying, quit. How are you going out with someone, he slaps you, she slaps you, their angers are explosive and you're staying. You're not married. Is there something wrong? Please come and see me. Or see somebody. Please. Because the problem may not be with the person slapping you. The problem can be with the person receiving the slap. Because they may need to have counseling because they may have a low self-esteem about themselves start blaming themselves see it happen in their own family before and think it is normal you have no idea in my life of counseling how people think abnormal things are normal and there's someone i sat down with before that they thought that by somebody beating them it is the normal thing because that's what they grew up seeing and the person was with another person who was like, why do you want me to beat you? Why? We don't do that in our family. And so sometimes it may not, it, 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 there, there, there needs to be some sort of cancer. But please quit before you die. Quit before acid is thrown on you. Quit before he paralyzes you or she paralyzes you and goes on and marries someone else. Okay. Now, because many lives have been lost because people refuse to quit when they should. And I'm saying this because you may hear the stories and you're looking at that person. How stupid can they be? But be careful because when you get into it, you will find out that it is not just that easy to step out if you don't have a solid uh, uh, community around you. That, you can, that can help you and you can listen to. Because most of you, the things you do, you think it is normal. And it's abnormal. And can I say this? Anytime you step out of the covenant of God, you're entering into trouble. Don't think what you're seeing on the internet and social media. People making mistakes with their lives. And they're portraying it that it is the right thing, it's the right thing. You don't know what happens behind the scene. On Sunday, we're having a wonderful preaching session. Ah, there's a lot of us preaching. If you come to church late, you will miss it. We want to talk about this is the right way to live. Not what you think is right. Not what the Instagram is saying is right. Not what the, your, your, your friends are saying is right. It will kill you. And when I was growing up, you know the funny part of it? I had this girl who was living on her estate. She looked like a very loose girl. Very loose. Talks loosely, anything... And then after a while, one of our friends got pregnant. She was like, what? said, yeah, but you, you talk like that. said, I just talk it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it. She was telling her, oh, I've never done it before. Well, like you, even I hugged you one time. How could you have not done it? But you know, there are people who somehow get away with stuff. You are not like that. So don't do it. If I had slept with anyone before I got married one time, they would get pregnant. 
people like me don't get away like with things like that. <laughs> I know. So quit when you've done all you know to do. Quit. <laughs> quit when you can't see a future. Quit when there's a threat on your life. Now let me put a note here. Love is a sacrifice. Don't quit a good and a promising relationship for every flimsy reason in the book. Because to be honest with you, whatever you focus on is magnified. So learn when you enter into the relationship you've been praying for six years and God brings someone. Learn to focus on the good in your relationships and the negatives will fade away. Because listen to you, many of us don't like to place, make sacrifices. And the only place where success comes before sacrifice is in fantasy island. Or love island. The only place where success comes before sacrifice is in fantasy island. So please, I, although I said this, be very careful not to just quit on anything. A pastor said, when I don't see a future in the relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. But have you done the other things pastor said? So be very careful. So don't fear past failures. Don't be afraid to call it quits. And then I gave three reasons under that. And the third thing is don't fear the future. Don't fear the future. I'm talking about how to demolish fear. Don't fear the future. How long will this last? What if we fall out of love? You know this thing that they say, and I can't quote it well, so you may have to tell me, uh, I, 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 I love you, but, but I'm not in love with you. It's crazy, man. Stupid. I mean, I don't... I mean, uh, many, many of us, just, we just, we, we have a catchphrase. We don't even know what it is. We don't know what it is. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, 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 a daughter asking her mom, Mom, why do you always cut the, 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 the leg of the chicken and the head of the chicken? And the mom said, well, I saw my mom do that. So they went to the grandmother. Grand, why, she was asked, why do we cut the head and the leg of the chicken? Because in some places, you know, in Africa, they eat the whole thing. So, <laughs> she said, oh, I don't know. I just saw my mom do it. Fortunately, the great-grandmother was around. She was sitting. And everybody thought it was for health reasons and all that. So they went to the great-grandmother and asked the great-grandmother, why did you always cut the leg? And she said, because our pot was small. We, we latch onto a catchphrase and feel that our entire life is around that. I mean, like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. When, when did that start? What, what, what is love? What, what exactly is the love you are talking about? What are you talking about? Is it the erotic kind of love, filial kind of love? Which, which love are you no more in? And many people say this because they fear the future. How long is it going to last? What do you mean? When you go into it, it is forever. Banish that fear. Because if you start with, let's see how long, then it will never last that long. The fear of the unknown. What will marriage be like? Will everything change when we get married? Yes. But it could change for the better. One guy told me this 25 years ago. He said to me, 
So are you going to get married to one woman? So are you going to say that that's the only one woman you will sleep with for the rest of your life? He's still not married. You see the, the, the mentality. After you've done the variety, it still comes to one major thing. Female anatomy, male anatomy. Nothing changes in the way God created that part. You're wasting your time. You will get this tomorrow. <laughs> All right, let's quickly go. Where, where, what time are we now? Okay, so let God secure it. The first thing I said is demolish fear. I said a lot of things. Number two, decide to hand over. Decide to hand over. Decide from the beginning to hand over the relationship to God and stop threatening. Decide to hand it over to God. No matter where it starts from, even if it's just from a cup of coffee, even if it's from just a chat in church, even if it's from an exchange of numbers, from that point, hand it over to God and stop threatening. Oh, is she going to call me? Is he going to call me? And then you start looking at your phone. Oh, there's no phone call. You started to fret from the beginning. Eh? Eh? From the beginning. You didn't orchestrate it, but from the beginning, you've already started to fret. So, pastor, how? You know, I love teaching. How do I hand it over to God? Number one, try not to plan too far ahead. Taking your relationship from what it is in the moment is much more smarter, is much more a smarter way to start off things. Just take it bit by bit rather than imposing almost immediately your goals for the future. You could take hints from the person you're going with and see how it progresses day by day. Even if you want to talk to someone, talk to someone else and not to the person like, I'm going out, I'm feeling about this, but I'm not sure how it is. And we're able to say, relax, relax. Because when we rush things, we will have accidents. When you let things go naturally, you're a lot less likely to get hurt. Decide to hand it over to God. So that's how you do it. Number two. Don't neglect the other things you love. In new relationships, it's important to retain some aspect of independence. In the best way to do that is to avoid neglecting all the things you love before you met the person. You love to cook, you love to go to the gym, you love to hang out with your friends, and suddenly you get into the relationship, eh, eh, I don't like gymming anymore. Gymming, what is wrong with you? The guy used to go and play football, you know, play golf, play stuff, and then suddenly, every minute, every, every as soon as 5.30 at work, drop the stuff, bam, to the girl's house. Building a sex life instead of a safe life. I'm going to repeat this over and over again. Don't you drop everything. You drop friends. You drop family. You drop ev- And the worst thing to do is to drop friends. Because you may need them when the thing doesn't work out. And it's really hard to get them back when it doesn't pan out. You know the beautiful thing. Can I speak to ladies for a second? The beautiful thing a man likes is when a woman is independent. Uh, Pastor, I'm not sure. I'm telling you. When I'm not in a relationship and then I'm suffocated. 
Don't neglect the other things you love. Because it's the things that you love to do that attracted the man. Don't neglect the church you love. Mm, Sunday, suddenly, you don't come to church anymore. We're going out. Oh, we spent time in the cinema on Saturday. And then from there, we went to a club. You never used to go to a club. Now you're going to a club. They will club <laughs> everything. <laughs> they will club everything of God out of you. And suddenly, Sunday morning, you're sleeping. You ended up sleeping in his house or your house. You don't even know his house. And every time you ask him to go to his house, he says, later, let the relationship develop, but he's in your house. Can you see where things are going wrong almost immediately? You never used to. Your whole life is changing because the things you love, you don't more do. Number three, you've got to recognize that if you want to decide to hand this over to God, there are no perfect relationships. Realize nobody is perfect. There are no perfect people. You are not perfect and nobody is perfect. So you've got to make it work. Number four. Don't wave away the warning signals. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't love blindly. Don't be afraid to say no. Girls, say no. Nothing is happening between us until we have the license to do it. Learn to say no. I am not missing service because of you. Sooner or later, he will follow you or she will follow you. Learn to say no. If he or she is not a believer, don't go out. Because if you're not physically compatible, socially compatible, and spiritually compatible, under spiritually compatible, I, just, I, I, I explained it last week, is no. It will not work. Don't love blindly. I'm saying this now. An African adage from where my wife comes says, shine your eyes. Well, well. Learn to say no. And can I say this quickly? A broken engagement is not divorce. When the chips are down, it is better to have a broken engagement before the marriage is consummated than to go through a painful divorce after marriage. God don't let it go. Don't ignore the warning signs. He's angry. She's angry. She's explosive. She does this. She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. You've got to be able to understand that when the warning signals are there, it's there. When I was going out with a lady and I found how controlling she was, I can't get married and say, eh, eh, when I get married, I will sort out. Can let me say this to the guys. Trust me. Trust me. I have been with my wife for 20... No, been with... 23, so 20 and a half, 23 and a half, so it will be 24 in August, yeah, 23 not to know how long I've known her let me say this to you clearly she, when she has the opportunity to take the mic, she can retaliate but I'm saying this, there are things that will change and there are things that will not change <laughs> you think your six-pack will change somebody? 
As I say, your six pack one day will what? Pack up. <laughs> Never ever think that you didn't see the warning signs. You, if you know you love food, homemade cooked food, and the person you're going out loves waitress, it is a warning signal. And the person doesn't want to learn. Uh, but all of us are supposed to be cooking in the kitchen. As for me and my house, <laughs> I know exactly that I need to be in the kitchen, sometimes stealing some of the meat that she's already cooking, but not cooking. I do not cook. Say wow from here to kingdom come. I married you sweet, isn't it, babe? Sweet. I do not cook. You will not catch me cooking in the kitchen. I food is not my issue. Do I, do, do I look like food is my issue? <laughs> food is not my issue. If there's no food, once I get granola and put some hot milk upon it, I'm sorted. Food is not my issue. You cannot sort me out with food. Food is not my issue. It's not my issue. So, forget it. But when I want to eat good food, I will eat good food. I do not cook. I don't cook. I don't cook. I don't cook. So, when I was looking for someone I want to marry, I'm not going to marry myself. You can be as stone-faced as you want. But there are some guys, and I have a very good friend of mine, who he is master chef. He cooks. Works out for them. He cooks. I take care of my wife. I can clean the house. I don't mess up the house. I take care of my child. I do everything else but cook. Now, because I don't cook, doesn't make me a bad husband. If you're looking for a chef, that's your problem. I am not the one you're looking for. It's a simple thing. Many of us, we place so much emphasis on one thing. I know you're now asking, eh, but why the guys are always looking for someone who can cook? No, all guys are. Honestly. Not all guys are. But I'm not one of them. <laughs> That's the point. So if you're going out, you've got to be able to define where are you going. What are you seeing? If the person was frivolous with money. Don't say, oh, I didn't see it. Uh, when we get married, pastor will sort it out. I will not. Not everything pastor has been able to sort out. There are some marriages I have not been able to sort out. I promise you, I'm telling you the truth. So, why don't you be a safety officer and start to become a firefighter? Put safeguards now. Okay. You've got to know the warning signals. Number five, let God have the final say. Good idea is not always God's idea. And to do whatever comes naturally, what people expect or what is convenient for you without finding God's mind is a great error. Did you see that? We're just on let God secure it. So the first thing is demolish fear, right? Second thing is decide to what? Hand it over to God. Let me give you the last one. It says, discern God's 
creation. This is going to get a bit tough. This is when you allow God to secure it. I allow God to secure my relationship because I have discerned or paid attention not to my creation but to God's creation. What do I mean by this? Recognize girls, boys, men, women, now husbands, wife, fathers and mothers. This applies to all of us. Recognize the difference between God's creation. Men and women are entirely different. Don't marry and say, uh, why are you not thinking like me? For where? No, I'm not. We're not supposed to think the same way. God did not create us the same way. He didn't. didn't. And women, you really need to understand that. The man came first. Then you came. And the man was doing something before you came onto the scene. So are you saying God is foolish? No, it's not foolish. Even if you marry someone who, let me talk to the women, even if you marry someone who you are older, doesn't mean you are in charge. Yeah, I'm older than you. I've seen things in life. What have you seen? <laughs> Forget this thing. We are entirely different. Let me give you clearly these things. The difference between a man and a woman. I know people have read the book, Men Are From Mars. God bless you, read it. But let me tell you the pastor's one so you can know and then you can add that to it. Men, number one, are logical while women are emotional. Don't marry a too emotional man. Because men are not emotional. They are logical. Don't make me become your emotion. I'm not. Why are you asking me how I feel to make you feel the way you want to feel? No. Let's give a good example. I always use my wife as an example. You understand? When we were believing God for a child, she did ask me the question. After probably eight or nine years, how do you feel? That's an emotional question. And I knew where I was going. I said, why? She said, I just want to know how you feel. I said, logically, I have sorted it out. God spoke to me that you are my wife. He didn't talk about children. He says, wife. That ends the discussion. God says a child is a blessing from God, not from me. I can't create it. I can't make it. I can't fake it. You understand? And if it's after a while, if we don't find it, then we go adopt. That's what we've done in the end. Anyway, we've got another adopted daughter. Uh, and so she, she was asking me the question. I said, I don't know. I'm cool. Because logically, I've sorted it out. Uh, but I just want to know how you really feel. She wants to bring me to that emotional issue that she's having. So I said to her, if I tell you that I am bothered, then you start crying. If I tell you I'm not bothered, you will get angry. Because you feel that I'm not doing my best. So what answer do you want? I just want to know exactly how you feel. Exactly how I feel is God brought you to me, me to you, so it. That's the end of the story. It wasn't a pleasing answer for her, but I walked away from getting into that kind of nonsense. And men don't get involved in their emotional roller coaster. Except you will, by the time you get off that roller coaster, they will have to take you to the hospital to resuscitate you. <laughs> Sometimes, 
Simple. Men are just logical. So when you marry someone, don't start to ask for his emotion. How? We were not even brought up to be emotional. They, they whipped every emotion out of us. Why are you crying? You're beating me and you're asking me why am I crying? I'm a boy. You're a boy. Man up. Man up. That's all we hear. Man up. Man up. Why are you crying? If my dad catches me playing with dolls, they will, he, will, he, he will skin me alive. He will give me a cutlass to go and cut the grass outside. Do man things. So a man is brought up to logically think about stuff while a woman is brought up to emotionally attach to stuff. Thank God for it because both will work. And immediately you step into a relationship, you're looking for your emotional leg. You're looking for someone who can emotionally match you up. Uh, you don't love me because you don't feel the way I feel. Don't be stupid. He's never going to feel the way you feel. Neither are you going to think the way he thinks. And nobody is superior. That's the way God made it. Number two. Men are moved by sight. Women are moved by words. There is, this is certainly not a rule of life, but it's the general norm. M- men are easily moved by what they see. And that is why men need to be careful of what they allow their eyes to see. While women are easily moved by what they hear. And that is why the woman should be careful of what they listen to. Because women are like flowers that blossom when it is watered by words of love. I am begging you not to come into this church with your feminism head. Put that at the door. Pick it up when you leave if God tells you to do that. But right now, just understand, this is the logic. I'm just trying to prepare you. Because when God brings it, you need to understand some certain things. Knowledge is powerful. Men are moved by sight. And there are two or three things you need to understand. that. So when you're dating, you're supposed to be the guard. Don't start showing all your skin. He's moved by sight. And then when you get married, you understand, as he loved you before you got married, make sure you keep it up. You go and change you can't start wearing all this nonsense. Even if you have to take your wig off, make sure what is underneath is presentable because he moves by, he moves by sight. And then you wonder why he's not coming to bed. Babe, are you coming to bed to sleep next to this thing that's there? Okay. That's the reason why the greatest problem, guys, the greatest problem a guy can have when he's believing God for a woman, is not to be moved by sight. And then let him see how you are. Makeup is beautiful. Make sure you do. But don't... (laughs) But let him also see the real you, so he knows, because that's what he's going to see 90% of the time. This is how I am. Simple. If everything is to the teeth, every single time, it may be a bit of a problem. You know someone divorced a woman or they, uh, the judge annulled the wedding. Chinese, yeah, annulled the wedding because he says, uh, 
The children came out ugly. That's what he said. And he was like, ah, 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 ah. yeah, yeah. He said, I, I don't understand. Uh, I'm handsome, you're beautiful. Why is these children like that? It was a real big disfigure. They went to do a blood test or DNA test. It was his child. <laughs> Something's wrong here. And then in further investigation, we found out that the woman had done 55 plastic surgeries. I said, I, I, I married a plastic doll. They divorced. Is it right or wrong? Don't ask me. I don't care. Just make sure you don't deceive anyone before you get married. Whatever is enhanced, make sure that you say it's enhanced. Uh, be honest and be truthful because the, di- the days of ignorance, God wins at. We may have done things in the past and that's fine. It's gone. But don't be so desperate that God can't secure the relationship. Men are moved by sight. So w- w- and one of the things I, 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 I despise and some girl, ladies have pulled them up on it. They know me. You get into a relationship and suddenly I see you. What happened? Are you unhappy? Is he, is he mistreating you? No. Why? So why are you looking like this? You bag the man and then suddenly you're like you're 50 years old in the relationship. You're still young. He hasn't even put the ring on your finger yet. He can bail out any time. Okay, I'm just trying to help you. Women, also be careful by fraudsters because you love words. He can be killing you softly with words. I know men, men, men can talk. They are hunters. Trust me. Men are hunters. What I haven't had time to is when you get into a relationship, 100 questions you need to keep asking. Because men are hunters. We are hunters. Once we get the trophy, we put it there. And what's the next one? So you need to be careful. Don't listen to what he says. Listen to what he is not saying. How do I do that? Pray. Fast. Decide. And you know what? Shine what? <laughs> so, but so how does that happen in a relationship? You need to understand that the men are moved by sight. So make sure that everything is ticking right. And also women are moved by words. So men, you can't just get the girl and not shower her with love. She does not live like that. Now, you didn't say, I love me. Do I have to always say that? Then don't go out with her, stupid. Is that not, is that not cheaper than the argument you're getting into? Just, I, I love you. Three words. And then you spend three hours arguing. You see, sometimes, it doesn't make logical sense. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to say it if I don't mean it. Then don't go out with her. <laughs> or alternatively, fake it until you make it. After you say, I love you, I love you, I love you, sometime, one day it will be easy. It starts with less. Have you ever started praying well? You start praying in the morning. No, it doesn't start like that. It starts slowly. <laughs> you actually get into it. How many times have you loved the Lord? When you get the job? What when you didn't get the job? Did you see, is it easy to say, God, I love you? No. 
It comes from the God, from the inside, from the reality. Number three. Am I on number three? Yeah. People don't even know. (laughs) Men are mostly headliners without an eye for details. While women are detailed in their analysis. This is not all mine. I, I, I did the research. When you want to get a detailed account, men, listen to me. Whether you're here or you listen on the tape. When you want to get a detailed account of any event or a detailed opinion about something, get a woman's opinion because she will most likely see what a man did not see. They're detailed. Men are less sensitive than women. What a woman will sense miles away, a man may not even sense it when he's next to them. The girl likes you. You're jealous. <laughs> the girl is the Jezebel sent to destroy you. The woman is telling you, but you're not listening. Hey, why, 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 why are you always oversensitive? Be oversensitive. You fool, you can't see it. They brought in a business stuff for you. You're not detailed. And sometimes they may not be detailed. I've said this so many times. They may not be detailed, but they have intuition. And we lack intuition. How many, oh God. How many times have God saved me from bad decisions? God brings a woman into our lives to help us avoid some accidents. A lot of men would have bumped their heads into trouble but for the help of a woman. There are cases of many men who due to the ignorance of this uniqueness have ignored the warning of their wives to their own detriment. And even if you don't think about it, you think about your dad or your parents and see how some of them have gone wrong because they felt they can do the business where else they're not given to details. There was a time I went outside London. I wanted to buy some, I'm going to be honest with you, buy some properties. Excited. I've said this before. Excited. Property group, property management. (laughs) One day my wife just said, let me follow you. Why? She just want to follow you. So we're taking the train. Hey, we'll go. Let's, 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 we'll talk together. And I, but you don't talk. Immediately you will sleep. Said, eh, I'll try. Okay, so we got onto the train. We went to check all the public. It looked good. I was so over, not zealous. That's the right thing. I said, calm down. She didn't say it to me because that could be an annoyance. She was, I knew she was, calm down. It was like a boy in a candy shop. Calm down, calm. And by the time we left, I was, oh, you, you know, because of the, a fear of busting my bubbles. I would, we were just in the train. And I could hear, mm. <laughs> Like, mm. I said, okay, come out with it. Uh, I don't want you to get out. I said, just come out with it. I said, these places, you want to buy three. Have you ever asked the guy? This is just as simple thing. How many he has bought. And I know he has a daughter of 26 years. Have they bought anything here? 
I said, I don't care what, whether he buys it or he doesn't buy it. He doesn't know what, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's, he's my guy. He's my guy. He's my, the stupidity of it is that no one is your guy. They want to make money out of you. you is he your father's brother? <laughs> Who did he know you? So, I, I, in annoyance, I just said, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. It's a good, that's the first thing I would say. But when we got home, when I slept, I woke up and said, even if I know what I'm doing, she's not in agreement. My track record says if I listen to the little maid in my house, I will be healed of this leprosy. So I decided not to go with it. Someone close to me went for it. And after 16 years, it is a pain, this is my wife's word, it is a pain in their backside. It was bad. He keeps telling me it's the worst investment he's ever made. And I keep, he says, he, and, and, and he says to me, he says, God spoke to you. I say, yeah. yeah I can't remember one time ever saying, no, it's my wife. <laughs> I can't ever remember. We invested in another place and it has reaped its reward. She may not understand the in and outs of property, but she has intuition. And guys, embrace that uniqueness. Because when the dust hits the fan, it's coming down on everybody. And then when it comes down, you foolishly won't say sorry you will now go into a mood. And now you go into depression. They should beat you in that depression. Because what you're trying to do is to make the whole house upset because of your foolishness. Just admit, I was wrong. Have you ever seen when you're driving, you miss her and she's saying, you missed it, you missed it. No, I know what I'm doing. And then you're sweating. You missed it. Okay, let's go on to another one quickly. Are you going to give me time tonight? I'm going to quickly just run through it. We're about to finish. So women have had a sales time on this one. Let's go to them. Men forgive easily than women. Hmm. Uh, let me let that settle a bit. Mm. Uh, before you argue, let's first let me analyze this before you. Because the only thing, the only thing that's come to the woman's mind is, eh, if a woman cheats on a man, a man doesn't forgive. Yeah, that's a long way off. Let's talk about the daily, daily little occurrences. Because why have you gone so far to that? Is that what, is that the testimony you want? Let's talk. <laughs> so, 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 to, to, going all the way down there is foolishness. Why, why? So, 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 the only thing you can think about is, mm, no, really, because if a woman cheats on a man, the man doesn't vote. Is that your testimony? Let's talk about your testimony of living together. Women don't forgive quite easy. And it, not only to the spouse, but in many other things. And when, they, when someone offends them, because they're emotional, they hold on to it, and they're expecting their husbands to join them in fighting that person. And while it is easy for a man to forgive and move on with life, women find it more difficult to easily forgive and let go. Remember, we're talking about the differences of creation. You understand? 
This happened mostly because of the fact that they are emotional beings. Women are emotional beings and they attach their emotions to almost everything. Uh, also, men forget things more easily than women. could be good and sometimes it could be really bad. It, a woman can re- easily recall the place, the time, and even the color of the dress you wore on that day that such and such happened. Although some men have a good memory bank, but it is more common with women. And my wife says it, that this will never happen with women. I lived for four years in a house, four or five years in a house where there were seven men, seven guys, was seven or six, six, six of us. And there was not one time we had an argument that lasted overnight. Four years. Eating together, bringing bills together, paying bills together. This, I'm not talking two. I'm talking six. And they married from that place. In fact, thank God I was instrumental to some of them getting married. Yeah. Did we have fights? Yes. But it was easy to let go. We would look at each other Tell the truth. That's it. Come on, women. Tell me. Six. Women. Single. In the same house. Uh, nah, it can't work. It can't work. It can't work. But because you're emotional beings. You attach to something. Remember, I'm not talking about it being wrong. I'm talking about God's creation. God created you to be emotionally attached. And that's the reason why men have to be careful what you do when you have a woman because although you, things can happen and you can move on with it, the woman can't move on and it's your responsibility to be able to help her out of it. Let me give you a good example. During pregnancy, the woman loses the baby. Then she gets into this emotional stuff and you are saying, it's gone, it's gone. Like, glory be to God. He gave and he take it away. Bless be God. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen like that. There's an immediate attachment towards it. But one of the things you also need to understand as a woman is that you also have to realize how he operates. Because you, because you and his best friend's wife had an argument doesn't mean that we now are no more best friends. Because before you were, we were. And what you want to do is to successfully... We can see this happening in royalties all over the world. Mm. You, you, you married, my wife married me. I'm a twin. And if she and my sister-in-law doesn't get, get on, you, I will take your side inside the house. But the following day, my twin brother and I are going to go and play badminton. Don't think I'm against you because we went to play badminton. And you say, eh, hey, hey, hey. well, you're still, you're still, you're still, you're still talking to them. <sighs> Let it go. But sometimes we, we want to drag the man into the emotional stuff that you can't let go. 
Be careful because it can ruin relationships. And sometimes it even starts while you're dating. Okay. Number six. Men find, this is really important, ladies. Men find fulfillment in their relationship with their jobs or careers while women find fulfillment in their relationship with their spouse. Okay, I'm going to say this again. If, you, if you've never heard that before, now relax and hear it. A man, listen, finds fulfillment in their relationship with their jobs, with their careers, with their wives also, but a woman finds full fulfillment with a man. Let me analyze this. We're talking about the differences, and then you can ask me questions if you're not pleased. When God created the man, the first thing he introduced to the man was the garden before he brought a woman. This is one reason, listen to me, listen, listen. This is one reason most unmarried women find it difficult to embrace singleness and gain wholesomeness and fulfillment no matter how successful they are. If a man is successful, he carries on. Successful in his business, successful in his job, he carries on. If a woman is successful, and it's not only down to you, but also down to the society, they keep asking, when are you getting married? 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 Your mom is on your case. Your brother is on your case. Your sister is on your case. So, so sometimes they create an emotional issue for you. But for the man, even if mama is saying, when are you getting married? When I'm ready. Because his fulfillment is not actually got from the woman first, but from the garden he's created. Listen to me so you will understand. Women, even when they get married, one of the general complaints of most women is that their husbands don't spend enough time with them. Especially even when he loses his job. If you're single, I want you to think about your, pet, your dad, if you've ever had a dad beside you or something like that, or a brother. When a man loses his job, he loses most of his self-esteem. You will see how grumpy, how depressed, how we, how, how, how we, 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 recluse he becomes. And don't ever, if you're in a relationship, don't ever walk up to him and say, it's just a job. Like it's just a match. They threw one woman out in Brazil from the top of the building because she said Brazil lost. Oh, is it not just a match? What is wrong with you? The guy just picked her and threw her out. <laughs> no, it's a true life story. Because she didn't realize that the guy is also, as much as he loves the woman, he loves his football team. Oh, let us talk. Talk at what time? Arsenal is playing Man U. It's 90th minute. And Arsenal is winning 1-0. And now you want to talk. Wait. Uh, if you love me, you will switch off the TV. He will switch you off. <laughs> Where else, if it is the woman 
who is watching something and the man comes or the children comes, she will embrace it immediately. It's nothing bad. Don't kill yourself. It is the differences of creation. And when you recognize that, you will be able to flow easily. A man loves his wife plus his job in addition to his car and every other thing. A woman loves his, her husband and children, period. Nothing else. If a lo- woman loses her job, that's fine. All she doesn't want to lose is her home. It's a difference. It's how God created us. And that's the synergy that we have to work together. That's why the reason why men talk less than women. And everyone is quiet. You know, in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, counting the words in the sentences of Genesis chapter 3, that gives the account of the fall of the man. He reveals that while the serpent only used 14 words in his questions in verse 1, the woman used 42 words in her reply, which the man wasn't even there. That means she engaged unnecessary discussion with the enemy. So you've really got to understand that hey, I married this, he doesn't talk that much. He's not going to talk the way you talk. This is not, this is, I say general, no, it's the norm. I don't know how to put it. Uh, uh, I'm not saying this is for every single man. But I know you ladies, you really don't want to marry a guy that talks too much. I know you. Because even if you want him to talk too much in home, when you get outside, and now you're in the midst of the first, and throughout the entire conversation, he smokes two or three hours, no stop, no jam, nothing. When you're leaving, you're depressed already. And the guy said, yeah, but you knew I talk that much, I just like talking. Uh, you're thinking, mm, you talk like a... That's what you would say. So what's my conclusion tonight? A man will forever be a man. And a woman will forever be a woman. It is wise to accept reality and adapt to it rather than trying to what? Fight it. You cannot change a man. Only God can do that. You cannot change a woman. Only God can do that. But when you look at the Bible, you understand, the God said to the woman, you know what? You tried to change the man by giving him the food to eat. And I want to deliver a lot of women whose relationships may start failing because a lot of women continually toil in frustration by taking over God's job and wanting to change the man. Many have tried and failed and they keep trying because they're ignorant that this is the new rule. The differences outlined to you are generally true concerning each gender, even though there are some exceptions. So what am I saying? Wisdom demands that you know this and have it at the back of your mind as you relate to the opposite sex. You need to know the differences between things that you can change and things that you cannot change and you need to pray for the serenity 
how to accept it. You remember there's this prayer. It says, Lord, give me the courage to change the things I can change. The what? Grace to accept the things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. You've got to learn to understand that ask God, God, give me the ability to change what I can change. Give me the grace to accept what I cannot change. And give me the wisdom to know the difference. Between my wife and I, honestly, grace has operated. There's grace in her life to understand what she can't change. After 23 years of going out with me, there are things that won't change. You're struggling. Won't change. Sometimes it's a fight. Do you want to eat? I say no. What about chicken? Ah, no. Fish. But, but, I just said no. Okay, should I warm some uh, 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 bonds for you? I'm looking at the woman like, don't you understand when no means no? And she knows when I mean no, I mean no. This morning, no. Yesterday, I had granola with hot milk. I love everything hot. She's looking at me as that milk was what is this? And I'm looking at her like, you, what? she wanted to get into the fridge and bring out cold milk to pour in it. I'm like, woman, I don't understand. Ask for the grace for the things you can't change. This one is not going to change. She bought me some, um, what was that thing to use with the granola? Uh, what's that? Was it cream? Um, yogurt. She said, that's how they do. Pour yogurt on it. I'm like, cold food? God forbid. That was in my last generation. In this one, they didn't have microwave. I have microwave now. <laughs> They're just things that just won't change. You're trying for me to calm down when we need to have an appointment. It's never going to change. I want to be on time. And so when we're going somewhere, I'm... You better pray. I'm always shouting. You need to put a, 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 a camcorder in our house on Sundays. Let's go! Let's go! But God also has given me the grace. When we had our ch- children, a uh, 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 child, I remembered this is not going to work out because I'm not sure how many hours she's going to spend in the bathroom. So I have the grace to take care of my child, give him the bath, give him stuff as we help each other so that that place is sorted because it's not going to change. She's calm. She takes her time as if the road is going to fold up <laughs> for her to get there. And you know what? As the years goes on, she always gets through it. But I can't. I, I, I try to follow going to a place late and calming down. It's not in my DNA, so there's no point. But trying to change Basic, generic things is going to cause you never to marry or to not have a lasting relationship. Amen? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle 
131 St. John's Way, N19, 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.